When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I want to let you know, Kristen, that even when you are just speaking, not even directly at me, I am listening to you. And today I took advice that you sort of throughout of the corner of your mouth a couple of days ago. I took the advice today. Was it directed at you or just directed at somebody else and you were being an active listener and said, hey, I could apply that. An active what? Active listener. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Man. Hey, I fell for that one. Hook, line, and sinker. He's no. practicing his inactive listening today. <laughs> Today's a bad day to do it when three of the first show members are out sick. I know, man. This whole thing is really, it's yeah. knocked out. Jackson, it's knocked out. Mo, and it's knocked out. Amber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the minorities that went drinking <laughs> and, and didn't succeed in dry January are out. I'm just saying, draw your own conclusion. Um, no, you threw it out there to everybody the other day. So when we did this segment, when Mo and I went outside and we got, you know, half naked and down to our drawers in one or two degree temperatures, yeah. our studio is set up in a way where none of us can really figure it out, and engineering has tried to explain it to us, our studio is freezing every single day. We don't have any heating vents in our studio, and that's why we can't get heat in our airtight studio. So, like, you can walk out in the hallway, and it's not that bad. You come in here. What, what, what's the temp check, Abby? What's the current temp? So, on the plus side, yesterday it was 60.1 degrees. Today it is a toasty 64.0. Okay, 64. Okay. And it doesn't get any better than that, probably. So, the other day you're like, you know what? I learned because you were supposed to compete in this also. Yes. Um, but you didn't get chosen. You and Abby were supposed to. You didn't get chosen. So Mo and I had to do it. But you did wear your one piece in studio just in case both you guys were chosen to do this competition. You were going to go outside. And when Mo and I came back in here and we all had frostbite everywhere, <laughs> nipples, fingers, everywhere, yeah. toes, the whole thing. Other um, things. <laughs> all the things. Uh, Kristen came in here and goes, guys, I think that I discovered something that Another layer, yeah. I, might, I might start weigh, wearing another layer in studio. And we all kind of laughed about it. Yeah, I was wearing two pairs of pants. I was wearing long johns. I was wearing my, my one-piece bathing suit, long johns, <laughs> and, a, and a hoodie. And I was like, I'm actually comfortable in studio today. 
I did that this morning and I'm burning up. <laughs> <laughs> I got long johns on underneath this thing and I am so hot right now. So <laughs> we, we now I'm going to start peeling some back yeah. now. We haven't found a happy medium yet. Huh? We have not yet, but I'm on, I'm on it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we'll get there. All right. So Cassie, I'm assuming because you're in here and you're smiling and Kristen is next to you and she's smiling that last night was successful and your kids did not die while she was watching them. <laughs> no, they had a great time. I mean, Hazel, my four-year-old daughter and Kristen bonded immediately to the point where, what did she say to you, Kristen? <laughs> we, were, we were, Cassie was putting Hazel's pajamas on before they left. She and I were going to watch a little Bluey. New episodes out, by the way. We were going to read some books and go to bed. And as Cassie is putting the pajamas on her daughter, she goes, does that mean I have a new mommy now? <laughs> <laughs> she ready to trade you in already. Just yep. took a couple of hours. Yeah, which Hazel looks more like Kristen anyway, so oh it God, matches. Because oh she's like, where are you going? And, and Cassie's like, you know, Daddy and I are going on a date night. And she goes, does that mean I have a new mommy now? <laughs> I was like, girl, slow your roll. She wasn't oh, waiting very man. long, huh? No, also you can't date Jimmy when you're older if Kristen's your mom. It's weird. <laughs> So Kristen came over last night. My husband and I hadn't been on a date in four years since Hazel was born. And it's just, we don't have a um, support system, family support system here. And then I'm also very untrusting uh, with people watching my kids. Kristen's one of the few people who I feel totally comfortable with. So about a year ago, I want to say, Kristen offered to watch the kids for a date night. And finally... We made it happen last night. Thank you. Like, if you guys don't know, Kristen lives like half an hour away from me. So this woman drove an hour round trip to watch my kids while Chad and I could have a date night. We didn't get home till 930, which means Kristen didn't get home till at least 10, which in our line of work is like 2 a.m. It's so late. So it's a small price to pay to adopt a new child. Yes, (laughs) Especially one as cute as Hazel. Oh, my God. She is so stinking cute. Let me tell you. It was, I I was more than glad to do it. I'm glad I was able to do it for you. And seeing their faces when they came in from dinner, because all they did was go to a restaurant nearby, have dinner. I was giving them um, just enough text updates as far as like both kids are in bed, all is quiet. And then I was like, oh, Hazel got up, had to use the potty, got her, you know, all is good. Uh, Max lost his binky, but we found it, put it back in, all is good. And then they walk in from that date and the look on their face was priceless, was payment enough. You you all needed that. You all deserve that. And I'm so glad you guys finally got to get that after four years. Thank you. Yeah, we emotionally reconnected. It's like we like each other. I think that was the joke that was made last night. I, you know, and it was interesting getting ready for it too. I was like, oh, just throw on whatever and we'll just go. And then I was like, no, let me dress up like yeah. as much as uh, I can in the time that I gave myself. This is not going to happen for another four years. So you should <laughs> exactly. at least like, dress up special. for one night. It's like the dating Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Every four years. Or, the worse World the, Cup. or worse, the dating election cycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So I put in some effort. Um, it may not have looked like it, but I definitely did. And it made me realize, I think, in putting in that effort that the relationship really has been put on the back. Burner, mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's something that's very common with new parents. It's so easy to get wrapped up, and the kids take up so much of your time. But in talking to Chad, you know, and I made an effort 
to put away my phone. Um, I even turned the baby monitors off so I wasn't checking them. That's so huge for her. That's so big. That's how much she trusts me. Oh, my God. I don't know if y'all know this. Sometimes I'll have them on in studio, like the baby monitor, just to keep an eye on the kids. And Chad is at home, right? (laughs) So I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. But we had these conversations, not about the kids, not about stuff we had to do, but just about stuff that was interesting to us. And it was so great to reconnect on that level because during the week, I go to bed right after the kids, so we don't hang out during the week. Sometimes we hang out on the weekends, obviously, but I'm so tired that I'm usually conked out. And so just to have these conversations and reconnect in the way that we did before we had the kids, it went from, it it also made me realize how much like roommates it had been feeling, like roommates with benefits, it had been feeling like we were and we weren't connected and we reconnected and we actually stayed up talking in bed late last night as well. Love it. And it was just a sort of emotional connection and intimacy that we really needed and needed reminding that is important because when you go that long without going on that date, it just sort of fizzles out and sits on the back burner and it's not like an immediate loss. Like you don't notice that it's missing until you get it again and you're like, oh, this is what it's about. This is important for us to keep fostering this connection. And I really feel like it helped strengthen our relationship last night. Yeah, Cassie said, like, because she had pushed it off. Literally, we, we've been trying to do this for a year, mm-hmm. okay? And then because they hadn't done it in so long, there wasn't that sense of immediacy or importance. And it wasn't until last night that she went on the date. She's like, this is what we've been missing. Mm-hmm. And we, we like, and and so it was just, and it's so Chad comes in the door and they're sitting there and they're both beaming, beaming. It was so sweet. And he goes, my wife is really smart. And I'm like, oh, I, I, know. I know. I know. I go, listen, I see her probably more than you do because she sits right next to me every day. She's really smart. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys reconnected. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It was really awesome. And thank you for that gift, Kristen. Seriously, it was. it's a game changer for Let, us. Let's expand your village. Let's find you a trustworthy babysitter because yes. we're not going to wait another four years for that. That is actually the goal now. Yeah. Like The goal is, it, it made me realize something needs to shift in the daily life. I got to figure figure out what it is and how to do it. But that needs Chad and on my relationship, or at least like quality alone time needs to be a priority that I focus on this year. Are you going to be a little bit hurt when your kids ask you where mommy is? <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, so she woke up crying at like 3 a.m. scared or something. And she's like, I want mama. And Chad's like, mama's asleep. She goes, what about Miss Kristen? <laughs> That's <laughs> so you, a win. You rank above daddy. <laughs> Maybe you should find another baby. <laughs> The Burt Show. All right, Abby, you want to be respectful, but let's be honest. And this has to do with ageism. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not being ageist. You're going to you're gonna hate on the elders here, aren't I'm you? I'm not hating on the elders are hating on me. Yeah, well, you can't do it this early because they're up already. <laughs> <laughs> they might be asleep in another 10 minutes. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I had to almost fight a woman in her 70s this week, <laughs> I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it is weird that it's happened twice. So I just, I just want to put out a PSA for all the early birds that are listening don't go to locations where women in their 20s are for sure going to be and then be upset when women are there in their 20s doing things that women in their 20s do so i have had this renaissance where i have really appreciated the movie theater experience up until this year i think in the last 10 years i went to the movie theaters twice one of the times was to go see don't worry darling which was that harry styles movie and i just wanted to see him get busy on an imax screen like <laughs> i wasn't there for the cinema experience you are there for the art no i was there for a different kind of art um and just in the last year i mean i've been to the movies so many times i have seen the taylor swift movie twice. I went to go see the new Hunger Games film by myself because I wanted to see it that bad. And I've seen this new rom-com, Anyone But You, 
twice in theaters because I liked it that much. And one of the times that I went to go see this rom-com, which if you haven't heard of it, it, oh my God, I was so excited to see it. The the preview had Glenn Powell in it and Sydney Sweeney. And it's like this rated R sexy rom-com. It's, it's, it's in Australia and everybody in, in Gen Z and like the millennials, like we were all excited to see it because this was going to be like the renaissance of the rom-com. So I went to go see this film over break. I had just got my nose done. I was looking for dimly lit activities. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to go see it with a friend that I haven't seen since May. I love my friends. Sometimes it is hard to just like nab them down and get them down for a conversation. So we go see this film and during the commercials, right before the movie starts, you know, we're, we're chatting, we're catching up, we're watching some of the previews, we're looking at our phones, we're chatting, catching up, going back to looking at the previews and um, we notice next to us there's a, an elderly best friend duo and even when they had walked in, I had told my friend, I was like, oh my God, that's going to be us in 50 years. Like, look how cute. Like, they probably carpooled on the nursing home bus. <laughs> like, that, that's so sweet. But it just turned out to not to be sweet because while we're in the middle of kind of like quietly and respectfully catching up, we know we're in a movie theater, but we are talking during the previews. They turn to us, give us the nastiest look and say, can we enjoy the show? Oh, God. Come on. And Seriously? I look at the screen. I'm like, it is the freaking Coca-Cola commercial on right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it was the Nicole Kidman AMC movie theater preview, I would understand. That woman's an icon. You want to pay attention to it. <laughs> but you need to see what flavor of Coke you want to try next when you go down to the previews. So we're like, whatever. And they're not going to be drinking Coke because they're diabetic. <laughs> So I, I'm like, whatever, like, we'll let him have this. And then finally the movie comes on and the, me and my friend, we're doing what girls in their twenties do. And when Glenn Powell with his shirtless washboard abs mm. makes a well-timed joke, we're going to giggle. Boom. Shoot us a dirty look. Just I'm, for laughing. Just for laughing. And a joke that was told on screen at the movie. Audibly. We were audibly laughing as one does. And to be fair, it was a, a lot of the jokes were specifically geared towards Gen Z. So mm -hmm. I'm like, Gretchen, if you didn't get the joke, it's not my problem. <laughs> like if this was a Golden Girls film and you wanted to laugh and I didn't get the joke, I wouldn't be judging you. No, no. But at don't all. laugh when I want to giggle at my boy Glenn Powell. So then towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, this romantic comedy, they end up together. And there's a very explicit love scene in it. And Gretchen or Gertrude or whatever her name is decided to take that time to salute shame. Sydney Sweeney oh. for, for sleeping with the love interest in this movie. I'm like, you know, A, she can't hear you. <laughs> B, this is not real. And me and my friend are over here like, oh my God, Glenn looks so good. Go Glenn, go Glenn Coco. And <laughs> I, I, the entire time, I'm just like, why would you come to this movie and be an absolute hater for everything you could have expected to happen in this movie theater? You're going to see women in their 20s giggling and catching up. You're going to see a spicy love scene. It makes no sense to me. Like if I had bought tickets to the Paw Patrol film down the hall and I saw Kristen's son Jimmy chewing up popcorn and spitting up in her hand and being loud during the movie, I wouldn't think twice of it because that's an environment where you're going to see yeah. a five-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's time for me to start taking boxing lessons because these elders need to be shown <laughs> I've got, a lesson. I've got some another take on this. Being, so. Some people just love being miserable, though, and yeah. they love making those around them well, miserable. You get it. I mean, if we're talking about <laughs> 70s, mid-70s or whatever, you're waking up in the morning, your body's aching, can't help but, like, have a crappy attitude, but I still believe, like, if you're 75 or 80, you really should be able to do whatever you want in this country. You've <laughs> earned it. Like, you shouldn't have to... It should be complete 
lawlessness for you. You've earned it. Like, you shouldn't have to follow speed limits. You can yell in a movie theater if you want. It's like geriatric purge. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they should kill each other. Okay. I mean, they can't. Because nature's going to take his because nature's going to take his course in a couple of months. Let's do it and put it on pay per view. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Madonna's fans are hung up on something she has done again and again at her concerts. So much so that they've already sued her. So two fans in New York have filed a lawsuit against her for a late concert start time. In the lawsuit, they accuse Madonna, Live Nation, and the Barclays Center of, quote, deceptive trade practices for offering tickets marketed at an 8.30 p.m. start time. Mm -hmm. And she didn't take the stage until 10.30 p.m. It just really shows that Madonna fans need to be in bed by 11. (laughs) This really pisses me off. I feel their pain. I saw her at Dodge. Dodger Stadium in L.A. waited two and a half yeah. hours. Okay, so, so maybe this is on the heels of the entitlement that I'm still feeling from uh, Skanky Spice. What's her name? Oh, uh, Ice Spice. 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 Yeah, it is respectably Spice. Ice Spice. Um, that I've said this before about celebrities. The entitlement that goes along with it. There you again, you have a stadium filled with 50,000 to 75,000 people that have are your hardcore fans. They have reorganized their days. They have gotten babysitters. You know, she's at the age now where you got all ages that are going to her concerts. They've reorganized their schedule. Maybe they've canceled date night. They're looking for babysitters. They need to be home by, I don't know, two in the morning. (laughs) And the entitlement of just being backstage and then waiting two and a half hours before your show starts really, really sucks. I don't know if they're going to win this case or not, but this kind of entitlement when it comes to celebrities, even if they're iconic, it's just as unacceptable. So is was her concert like a start time at 830 with openers or was like there like was she supposed to go on at 830 and did not go on and hit that stage till two hours earlier? Yeah, she didn't hit the stage until two hours after she was supposed to. Ugh. And they're citing that the, she has a long history of doing this. Yeah. So she did it on December 14th. She did it on December 16th. And there's also a lawsuit from 2019 where she did the exact same thing. And they also sued Live Nation for that because you can't sell your tickets at that point. So you've lost your retail value. But the problem is when you go and you buy concert tickets um, through Ticketmaster, Live Nation, whatever, like you don't read all of the agreements and no. all that stuff. And I am sure there's a clause in there that says, hey, they can start whenever. They, I mean, obviously, this is not like legal terms, but they can start whenever the hell they want to. And you forfeit any right of your ownership of your time. Yeah, you're probably right. And if anything, maybe... Uh, Live Nation can change the contract wording on that so it doesn't happen at this point forward. But I've been at a show also. It was a Lauren Hill show. I think I've told you guys about yeah. this. I never forget. Um, and She's yeah. notorious for that. Even if you're notorious. I mean, she made us wait for two hours, and then she finally got on stage, and she got so pissed at her band that she left after three songs. <gasps> what? Yeah, man. I'll, I have never forgotten that. You guys haven't talked about merch, have you? I just tuned out for a second. No. Because one thing that I heard, I remember sitting around that Madonna concert and everybody started talking, wondering why she's taking so long. Some artists will wait to come on stage until their merch numbers, like items sold, hit a specific number. Really? And then they'll go on stage. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, yeah, because I guess you're going to get out of line if your favorite mm-hmm. artist is going on stage. But, I mean, just put the merch online. That's what... I did with me, my my Taylor Swift merch. Like, we live in 2024. But, yeah, this is what she allegedly said um, 
in referencing the lawsuit, she was on stage, and this is the message she had for her fans. A queen can be late. It literally says it's going to start at 8.30. Technically, on paper, you are late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did she say a queen? Yeah, she's a queen. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, this might be the most out-of-pocket thing the Marvel Cinematic Universe almost did. So reports have come out that director Zack Snyder wanted to do a movie where Batman impregnates Lois Lane and then dies and then she raises the kid with Superman, but allegedly it got shut down because Warner Brothers and DC uh, thought the idea was super creepy. He dies during sex? No. <laughs> it sounded like the way you said it. it sounded like <laughs> you know he dies <laughs> after he impregnates her. It sounds like a plot line that wow. he would be on board with. That's one hell of a way to go, Batman. Um, as, a, as a comic fan, Cassie... I, what was that storyline do for you? Let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> There's some crazy stuff in the comics. You know Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are in a relationship together? They are? Uh-huh. Good they are They are dating. So I'm down. You can do whatever you want yeah. in the comic world. I would be there to watch it. There are more twists and turns on at DC mm-hmm. and Marvel Universe than there are in, like, the Bible. I would, <laughs> I would not be shocked if somehow, some way down the line, that becomes a movie. He was facing felony charges for trespassing. Was he found guilty or not guilty? I've got an update on... Pierce Brosnan's potential jail time on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. There's a subset of people out here that are feeling bad about themselves and they don't share this because they are enjoying something that they think that they shouldn't. Question, in all honesty, who in here gets Botox? Me. KK? I do Xeomin. What, what's the difference? There's different types of injectables, and Xeomin is a little less expensive. It doesn't last quite as long, but I like it because it's a little softer. Well, mm. Whatever you're doing is working. That's a fine-looking forehead you got there. Thank you. She's smooth and pretty. That is a fine-looking forehead. <laughs> uh, no, I'll shave open my face and cut down my nose, but needles? Uh-uh. Not, not going Not for me yet. I would like to get Botox, but I'm not there yet. Oh, you haven't bought into the holes in your 20s? Well, if you do it now, you'll never get wrinkles. Oh, no, I've bought into it, but I'm just scared of needles, and it's a lot of money. I'd rather just someone knock me out and cut off my face. No, full disclosure. <laughs> I started in my 20s. In your 20s, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what they tell you. It's yeah. like, you got to do it in your 20s yeah. so you never get the wrinkles. Late 20s. I don't know if I believe all that, but it doesn't matter. So um, I go about every six months, right? And for me, it's just like, it's the last thing I want to do. I mean, honestly, I feel so vain, but damn, I'm getting up there. So uh, the wrinkles, I see them a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. And now uh, we have a plastic surgeon that is three doors, I mean, three flights of stairs down from us. I mean, uh, what's it called? JC Plastic Surgery? I don't know. I go to Atlanta Face and Body. It's okay. a Dr. Elizabeth Whitaker. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I see it every single day on my way out. I'm like, this would be convenient. I'll just get off the elevator, walk in there, and bam! All right, so I did that yesterday. I made an appointment, but I realized when I was in that chair, and they are sticking needles in your for in your face. They're sticking needles in your face. I like the crunch. Me too. <gasps> Me too. Kristen, I yes. talked about this on Instagram yesterday, and the flood of DMs that I got from people too embarrassed to admit it. Let me explain here. I feel like it's working. Yes, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. So when they stick these little needles in, have you, you've never had it done. Never, not once. So when they stick these little needles in the places in your forehead or in the side of your, like right here on your crow's feet, mm-hmm. right? You can literally, I don't even know what's crunching. I don't either. But you can hear a crunch uh-huh. when they are putting the Botox in your face. Not every time, but it's not like, the, like, 
Yeah, you put the needle in, and then you get to a certain point, and then they they put the the toxin, the neurotoxin in, and you hear this. You can literally, it's so loud in your ears, uh-huh. right? And then they work their way across the other part of your forehead, right? And they inject it again, and you can hear the crunch there. And then when they put it in the crow's feet, you can hear it there also. And I love it. <laughs> is it hitting bone? What is no, the crunch? No, I don't. I don't know what the crunch is. I from, from a scientific standpoint, have no clue what it is. <laughs> but I dig it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a fibrous sheet of connective tissue around your scalp. So they're in. So they are breaching that, so you can hear mm-hmm. them ripping through the tissue. It's the middle layer of your scalp that it's crunching through. It's liberating. <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> um, so I talked about it on Instagram yesterday. I'm like, am I the only freak that really likes this sound echoing through my ears when needles are going into my face? And the first few were like, oh, you are a freak. Oh, there was a vomit emoji. Oh, you're on an island by yourself. Uh, and then all of the DMs started coming in. Oh, my God. I've never wanted to say it, but I love the crunch. I love the crunch. Oh, my God. We should do a group Botox together where we can hear each other's crunch. It's not that loud. It's not like it echoes through the office, you know? No. I wonder if the ones who are like, that's disgusting, because that's like what Abby and my reaction is. Like, ugh. I wonder if they're the ones who haven't had Botox, and once you get it, you're like, I love the crunch. Like, you're indoctrinated into the crunch society. I got some DMs from people that said they absolutely hate it. Like, it freaks them out. Um, But there were others that said, hey, dude, I totally feel you. I go and I get it, and I look forward to the crunch. Uh, And in fact, let me take this one step forward. When I get tattoos, I fall asleep. It is so comforting for me, and it puts me right out. And I wrote them back, and I said, no, you're on an island by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There were others that were saying that they love the sound when they're at the dentist, and they're working in their mouth, and they love, like, the scraping on the teeth and stuff. uh, Yeah, I I can't take that. Uh, Actually, the one time I had a wisdom tooth removed, hearing that crack, that was kind of satisfying. satisfying. Really? Were you Uh you awake for your wisdom teeth surgery? (laughs) Yeah. What? Were you? I, I only had one done. And they didn't need to knock you out for that? No, they just, like, numb it up and... And I heard them crack it and pull it out. They gave me the option. They didn't even get the whole sentence out when I'm like, knock me out. (laughs) Give me the drugs. (laughs) Give it to me right now. Absolutely not. So there is a subset of us, Kristen. I just want to let you know that if you ever felt, like, weird about Mm -hmm. loving the crunch... Yep. People, some people love the crunch. Hashtag Team Crunch. Team Crunch! (laughs) Get it. The Bird Show. All right, Cassie wants... um, I guess it's a little bit of a PSA because we got, this is Girl Scout cookie time, right? Yeah. In fact, I was getting my hair cut the other day and a woman comes up to me. She's like, hey, I know you for the Burt Show and I know you're a sucker. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, you buy Girl Scout cookies from a daughter. So you're starting to hit it, get it from every angle, but you got to be careful a little bit. Yeah. And I think this is something what I'm about to talk about is, which is a natural reflex for many people, especially women. So Monday Dieter posted this on her Instagram and she's a disordered eating recovery app advocate. Um, So just you have some context. And she wrote, when you're approached by a Girl Scout selling cookies, please do not do these things. One, mention your diet. Two, talk about calories. Three, point out your body flaws. Four, narrate out loud why you're not buying them if it has to do with your weight. Five, narrate out loud why you're not buying them if you can't have them in the house because you'll eat the whole box. And six, ask which cookies are the healthiest. A simple no thank you goes a long way for our girls. And now she's not trying to say that you shouldn't, 
you know, think about your health when you buy the cookies, whatever you want to do. It's just these girls are young mm-hmm. and impressionable mm-hmm. and we don't understand reflexively sometimes when we're like, do you want to buy cookies? And we're like, oh, we couldn't. I'm getting fat. Oh, my God. I will binge that whole box in one sitting mm-hmm. if I get those, you know, Samoas, Samoas or whatever. And for you, it's an offhanded comment and it's become so normal for us to sort of do that. And it's almost a protective measure sometimes, too, mm-hmm. I think. You know, so nobody else can attack us if we address it first. But for an impressionable impressionable young girl, that sinks in and it sends the message that the cookies are bad. It'll make you fat and that's bad. Like, let their parents handle the health talks with them. Yeah, somebody's going to mess stuff. them up. Let it be their parents. Exactly. <laughs> not you guys. Well, I'm not trying to advocate and say, like, <laughs> let them eat all the cookies because I can see those DMs coming in. I'm in my head about it. But just saying, watch your body talk. And you should really do this around any kid in mm-hmm. general. And it's so reflexive. I've had to have conversations with my family when they come and visit. I'm like, stop, stop the negative self-talk. We don't do that around the kids. So it's just something to be aware of when uh, you're approached to buy some Girl Scout cookies. I think it's a smart PSA. I saw Kaylee's wife, Erin, shared this as well because she has a daughter who's selling Girl Scout cookies. And it may seem so small or trivial to you, like these... But for a kid, they they absorb everything, and they don't need to think that cookies right. are bad. This is something to keep in the back of your head, I think, yeah. when you're buying those cookies. All right, in this email, to give back the engagement ring or not to give back the engagement ring, they had a plan, but one of their moms, Baba, not happy with the arrangement. Abby's got the email. So my ex-fiance and I called it quits last week due to some not-so-great stuff. He cheated. Yeah, that's not great. Now now that we have broken up, there's this whole thing with the engagement ring. First, I should give you a bit of history. He and I have been together for four years. He moved in with me very early on in our relationship. While living with me, I've pretty much paid for everything. He paid me no rent or anything. I paid for all the utilities. I buy the groceries that we both eat. I'm usually the one to cook all the groceries too. The only things he has paid for over the years were his own car, phone, etc. While fighting about his cheating and the breakup, I told him I planned to keep the ring as a sort of reimbursement for all the financial support I've been providing over our four years. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to now and his mom is blowing up my phone, insisting I give the ring back. The ring he proposed with was a family ring that he tweaked for the proposal. She's saying the ring is only for women who become part of their family and does not belong to me. Now, I'm not sure if there's some legal or moral obligation to return the ring. However, I would really like to use it as reimbursement. What do you guys think? Do I have to give it back or can I keep it? All right, this is my idea. Maybe it is an heirloom that was tweaked or maybe mom's could be lying because, you know, sometimes people don't tell the truth to get what they want. So regardless, if you have the time over the weekend, tally up the expenses. So go through and figure out how much rent he would have paid, right? Try to figure out like a, some, some utilities. Try to come up with like a little bit of the groceries or whatever. Don't go crazy with it, but just like the bare necessities of you all living together and come up with the total and be like, I totally get it that this is a family heirloom and you want to keep this in the family and I want to respect that. Um, You can have it for this dollar amount. (laughs) I was going to say the exact same thing because it's not about the ring. She doesn't care if she gets to keep the ring. All she wants is the financial Mm -hmm. reimbursement. So Mm -hmm. I think you hold that ring hostage until homeboy wires you some cash. Especially because he's the one that screwed around. He cheated. He cheated. Relationship is over. And I think legally... 
legally, that's a gift, right? It is. Legally, that's a gift. You can't do anything about that. She, like you, you can go after her, but yeah, he, once you, once he proposed and he gave it to her, then there's, there's no getting him. And the fact that she's been the one paying for him all these years, I, I think she, should, I, I think she should keep it. I, I would. I would tally up that stuff because I like the ring obviously is tainted. I mean, you're going to sell it anyway and get the money and that's fine. But if if mom is doing this to appease mom, so you keep your side of the street clean. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the heirloom back for X amount. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Get it. The Bird Show. A lot of you guys are well-intended and very, very sweet. Uh, if you listen to the show, what? I just love how invested people get. They do get invested. And that's the beauty of doing a show like this. You, yes. Some of you guys have been listening for a while. You get invested in our lives and you just want to help, yeah. which is really awesome. Uh, so now that I am single again, I'm starting to get some DMs from people going, uh, hey, I know somebody. You're single. They're single. You both are warm-blooded, and she's short. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the common denominator right there. If she's short, uh-huh. we're going to be a great pair. Uh, let me assure you that I am doing just, I am fine in the place that I am in right now. And while I appreciate that, one name keeps coming up more than any other for me to be set up with. And that person is my ex-wife. People are determined to ship me with my ex-wife. So they feel like after nine years of separation, (laughs) it now makes the heart grow fonder and the two of you are now meant to be. (laughs) Right. So here's where it started. Uh, Have you told Stace about these? I I haven't. No? No, 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 no. So, yeah, let me get into all this here real quick. So it started with uh, uh, Ask Me Anything last week. Um, And... It started with me taking pictures of her dogs that were in my house. She was leaving for the weekend with our son to take him back to college. So I have been watching her dogs, which has been awesome. Having dogs in the house is great. You know what else is great? Giving them back to her (laughs) when she comes back. Um, Because I'm just not in the space to get a new dog yet. And I know that. I want to go six months without any kind of responsibility. So this has been really, really nice to have something, some heartbeats in the house when I get there. So I watched her dogs and I also told you that she's got this new job and she's going to be traveling more. And I volunteered to babysit the dogs whenever she's out of town. So I took some pictures, put them up on Instagram. And then I did this Ask Me Anything. And I think because of the dog pictures, are you and Stacy getting back together now? Was one of, no, not one, (laughs) six of the Ask Me Anything um, responses. So 
I wrote back, Stacy, you got to stop uh, asking me this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, kidding. Are we really living in a place that if divorced couples that are co-parenting are friendly with each other, that it means they are getting back together? Yes. <laughs> Apparently so. And I wrote, come on. It's taken us a lot of peaks and valleys to get here. We are good. So Stacy and I have been divorced now. I don't even know, man. Nine, nine years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a lot of peaks and valleys with us. Uh, it, it started off really, really rough. The one bit of credit I will give to her and me um, is that I feel like we've always tried really hard to keep it straight in front of the kids. That's always been our priority. It does no um, good to talk smack about your ex in front of the kids because it just it puts them in the middle of everything. Or at all. Yeah. How about that? Or at all. The relationship is over, okay? Mm. You don't need to take your daggers and, you know, stab each other online. It's over, man, right? So um, I think that because um, those that were listening back in the day are thinking, okay, you know what? You guys can get back together. It's it's not going to happen. There are a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys, a lot of peaks. We're at a really nice place right now. Uh, In fact, I think that I might have added to this by saying that I was so happy that she got this new job because she really has felt like she needed a place that fit her, and she got one now with a nonprofit. She started Burke's Big Adventure. Yeah. This is perfect for her. That I said to her that, hey, congratulations, I'll take you out to dinner. So my thought was, we'll go to the place where both of my kids are working. They work at a restaurant. So while they're working, Stacy and I can celebrate her getting this new job. So I think people heard that also, and they're like, wait a minute. Dinner and dogs? <laughs> Dinner and dogs. <laughs> it's all right in front of you, Bert. It's all right in front of you. When's the wedding? The, the second wedding. <laughs> the right. listeners are trying to parent trap you. So oh, it, they are. They're they like are, your right? <laughs> They just want mom and dad back together. So we're in a really, really nice place. We're not calling each other every single day. Um, it's not like that. But it's at a really nice place, especially when you have kids. And it doesn't matter to me how old the, the kids mm. are. They want to see mom and dad getting along with each other. And then I started to get some of these um, DMs also. Ha, my ex-husband and I are also in a great place now after going through a lot of ups and downs over the last 15 years. So many people keep thinking we're going to get back together and we're both in relationships with other people. Our reality is we have three boys whom we are proud of and are going the next steps in their lives. It's not about us, exclamation point. It's about them, but some people can't grasp that. And those kind of DMs were coming in time and time again. But I do think, at least in reading this, that people just assume that if you're divorced, it's going to be bad forever. Mm. And you might even be going through this right now. And you're thinking, because it's right in front of you, it's going to be bad forever. And I said this a couple of weeks ago also, that it it probably won't. If you guys both have the kids' best interests in heart, it takes a lot of swallowing ego for sure. But you can become friends without it being romantic. People didn't want to buy that. Yeah, good for you, though. I'm, re- I'm really happy for the two of you. Thank you. Yeah. It's just fine. And again, I don't want to misrepresent it mm-hmm. and make it seem like it's, oh, my God, they're talking to each other every single day and holding hands as they're going down the street, even though it's a friendship. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> but we're good. We're solid. So it ain't going to happen. Mom <laughs> and dad not getting back together. You're on The Burt Show. All right, Katie. You are leaving your dating life in the hands of friends? You know, what else do I have to lose at this point? (laughs) (laughs) As well. Is is this where we are? Yeah. What's Um, going on? You you seem broken. I I feel broken. Um, I don't know. Like, 
I thought I was going to enter this I don't care phase of dating where it's like I haven't really found anyone that I can vibe with, connect with, whatever. That's dating. Highs, lows. That's what it is. But I've gone from I don't care to I just need to give up. Like, <laughs> just, it's, just, it's becoming a struggle right now. Girl, I am right there with you. You just get, you just get knocked down so many times that you're like, you might as well just stay here. The and floor is real nice. I'm at the point where I'm starting to think, is it me, Jesus? Like, am I the problem here? Why is it that I can't find a good woman right now? Um, but I'm not going to, tr- I'm trying not to live there. But that's how I feel right now, y'all. And it is tough crawling out of that hole. So, um, you need a hand. You need a hand of somebody to pull you out of the hole. No, stay in the hole with me. <laughs> Misery loves company. Stay in the hole forever, baby. <laughs> so with this, um, I've had my mom try to find a match for me. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. I've had you all, you know, help me out with my dating app. That didn't work. Deleted the whole thing. <laughs> Scrapped it. But one thing that I've never done is allowed my best friends, the people who really like know me, to choose someone for me to date. And right now, two of my best friends, they believe that they have the perfect woman in mind. They have the girl. They have the girl. Uh-huh. And it's one of my best friend's coworkers. Like she works with this woman. She's yeah. been working for with her for years. Like she knows her. And she's like, Katie, I think that if you two just went out on a date, you'll see that good women still exist. Right? But I don't know if I should go on a date. Do I trust my best friends and take this chance? Because what else do I have to lose? Right. Or mm-hmm. is that not good for business? Because that's her coworker. So if it goes awry, mm-hmm. how, how awry could it go? <laughs> oh, you would be surprised, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what I'm trying to figure out because they've told me good things about her. Mm-hmm. I said, go for it, man. Look, you got to remember old school over here. Uh, I was dating you know, back in the day when there are no dating apps. This is how we used to do it, right? It was friends, it was family, up. it was coworkers that said, oh my God, I think you guys would have great, great chemistry together. So it wasn't even thought of back then, but now you guys have so many different options that this almost seems like a far-fetched idea. This is how we used to do it. Okay, so here's like, I think a couple of stipulations. I'm, I'm in Team Bert. I think you should do it. But I feel like you have to see a picture of her beforehand. Okay. Do you know what she looks like? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and then I think there has to be more in common than just the fact that you're both single and you're both lesbians. Yep. <laughs> and yes. That's a good foundation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got single, we got lesbian. What else we got? I need to know her dating history. Mm. What would change your mind about her? Like if you found out something in her dating history, what would make you change your mind about going out with her? Um, uh, From her dating history? Yes. Yeah. Like, if I found out something bad about it, like, whatever her last situation was, I want to know how did that end. Oh, like if she cheated on the person? Um. Yeah. Well, I am glad we are here. Let's go ahead and chew on this. Is it wise to know everything in the person that you're dating? Is it wise to know everything in their past and their history? Because I am getting more present to the fact that when you share those little dark spaces, maybe you weren't fantastic in your last relationship or it wasn't handled proper properly and you share that with the new person, it sort of goes on your resume. Even though they haven't been with you, it sort of affects their judgment of you and opinion of you, even though it didn't happen on their watch. Yeah, like cheating is obviously an extreme Mm-hmm. But 
like you're going to you're going to interact with different people differently. Like you're not going to be the same as the person she dated. So what makes you think she would treat you the same? Yeah. And I know Mo's in that camp where he wants to know every single thing. Tell me all the good stuff. Tell me all of the bad stuff. I don't know that you need to know all of the bad stuff because they're a different person now than they were back in the day. That's true. And it's not more so the bad things. It's just how did you handle whatever happened in your last relationship, which will tell me how you will handle anything that we may go through in the future. Oh, so it's not what you did. It's how did you come back from it? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? How did you come back from it? Well, like, what did you learn? If like, if you are remorseful, if there was like, you know, when, when, when there's cheating, che- for cheating, I used to think it's black and white. That that's not how I think anymore. I think there's a lot of gray there as far as like what was going on in the relationship, um, the inner workings and dynamics, which which nobody will ever be able to know. Some situations are black and white. Most I think are not, and they're very layered and complex. So I think what Katie's looking for here is like, all right, so maybe you had some screw ups or whatever, and you made mistakes, but did you learn from those mm-hmm. mistakes? Is it possible to go on a date? And just say, you know what, I'm meeting a new person and without the expectation or even the goal of being like, this This is going to be somebody that I'm going to be set up with. That I'm just going to have a couple of drinks. That's it. Just drinks. Yeah, why put all the pressure? Yeah. Um, I'm putting the pressure because I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I want to date for long term. Um, Not just, oh, let's just have fun right now. No, I want to date with a purpose. And so I feel like to know a purpose and a build a future with someone, I wouldn't want to know how they would handle things from their past. Do you go go into days like that? Like you're looking for the one? I mean, I'm definitely looking for the one, but I don't know if I have all that pressure on it. But yeah, I'm not beat down that. uh, I'm not beat down enough yet. So check in with me in like five years. (laughs) It could be like one of those analysis to paralysis things where you think about it so much that you don't enjoy the date. Mm -hmm. Just go and have a drink or two and not even think about the second or third date. Just get through the first hour. Okay. They say, because I mean, I heard this all the time, you know, people in the fertility world hear this all the time. Just stop trying. Mm. <laughs> it'll come when you least expect it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on vacation and all of a sudden it'll happen. You're on The Burt Show. Um, some of you got it twisted and Kristen, I got your back. Okay, thank you. Uh, so we had two interns uh, that came into the studio yesterday uh, chewing Kristen out because they had DM'd her on Instagram years ago. And I think probably just got this internship to tell her that, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed years ago <laughs> that you didn't um, answer my DMs. So Kristen acknowledged that. I did. She was honest yesterday and said she's really bad about answering DMs. Really bad about it. I mean, I can give you the multitude of excuses and reasons. Um, Mostly you just don't like listeners. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> at, least not the, at least not the ones that are nasty to me. Um, no, I think that because, and I need to, we do, we we get a ton of wonderful, kind, um, sweet DMs and messages and I need to focus on that. It's the ones that come in that are nasty. And I think I've been burned so much from Facebook. And we have great listeners on Facebook, but we also have some really nasty people on Facebook. So I just, I tend to stay clear. And um, I, I just, I tend to stay clear of that area. And so, and, and then you and I talked yesterday and you were like, yeah, you know, I just go in and blah, blah, blah. I, I like I like interacting with it. Like 90% of them yeah. I will respond to. And I totally appreciate that about you. And I'm like, all right, now pretend like you have general anxiety disorder. And you go into your DMs and you see these. And you can't just respond. You have to respond thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. So then you start getting in your head. And then you write the message. And then you start rereading. And then before you know it, 
I have missed out on an entire afternoon with my son because I'm right. overthinking all these like DMs that I need to And Abby has the to. same thing, right? You feel like if you answer one, you got to answer them all. So maybe you don't even get to any of them, right? Yeah. I'm like, Ash, catch them. Got to catch them all. Yeah. So uh-huh. if I answer one, I'm answering 90% of them. But it is something that I want. And I appreciate them coming on and, and being honest. And I took it and I apologize because they're, they're, they're not wrong. And, and here's where we got a little bit of a miscommunication. What was your promise yesterday? I promised for the... Um, I promised yesterday for the next 24 hours, and it's still going, um, I will respond to every DM I get for 24 hours. So I have started to receive a bunch of DMs saying, hey, just want to let you know, Kristen is full of crap. I DM'd her two years ago about my cat, and she hasn't responded in this 24 hours. Uh, Hey... Kristen is lying. She hasn't responded to my DM from three and a half years ago when I was asking for some advice on blank. And I keep responding back going, that wasn't what she said she was going to do. It would take her months to go back and respond to all the ones from past years. She said from this point forward. Yes. For the next 24 hours, as of yesterday, I think it started like at nine o'clock. You have until nine o'clock today. (laughs) You send me a DM and I... I was it last night after I put Cassie's kids to bed. I was on her couch <laughs> responding to DMs. Um, I was even in Jimmy's playroom and he was playing with his dino play doh. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> respond. If I went back and responded right. to every DM I've ever received, I would seriously be doing it until my son graduated from college. Yeah, and I am defending Kristen way too much to you guys that didn't quite understand that. So is this a one-day sale? One-day sale. O- this is over at 9 this morning? Absolutely. Okay, then no, you're not responding to any DMs after that? I want to try to do better. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. But... It's a lot. For the most part, everybody gets one until 9 this morning. Exactly. All of them must go. The DMs must go. Yes. Okay, <laughs> entertainment buzz. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment bus. There he was, having himself a moment in Yellowstone Park, hiking around as our ancestors once did, when he decided it's nature and nothing in nature is off limits. So I'm going to go ahead and go into this off limits area at Yellowstone National Park. And now he's facing jail time. Of course, I'm talking about Pierce Brosnan, who is pleading not guilty to trespassing at off-limits thermal areas at Yellowstone National Park. So I know I'm going to sound probably like a real D-bag here. Uh, I've been to Yellowstone, and I've been to parks also that clearly are marked, like, do not go into this area. Animals don't know where those signs are, Mm -hmm. okay? They don't read them. So if you go into their area, they don't know you're a human with a family and that you root for the cowboys, (laughs) and you gave your wife this really great present last year, you know, Animals don't know that. So if you go over that line and you get attacked by an animal and you get ripped up, I have literally no, no sympathy for you whatsoever. Well, the fact that he's pleading not guilty is so stupid because he literally has a photo of himself in the off-limits area that an account posted. It's called Torons of Yellowstone. Torons? Torons. <laughs> what is it? It's called Torons, like morons of Yellowstone. Oh. And they posted this photo of Piers where he's literally in this off-limits area throwing up a peace sign like, so baby girl. And everyone is like, we you're literally, you can't plead not guilty to a charge that you are photographed doing. Like if I was right. photographed shoplifting, lifting at Target, I'm automatically guilty. So he's pleading not guilty. He is still facing jail time. We won't know what he ends up getting until February 20th. 
And people don't realize those signs aren't just for like, like there are bear managed management areas, but a pair of tourists went off um, into restricted areas. There are carcass dump sites you can go, like you sh- you're not allowed to go, but a pair of tourists went off um, the path and fell into a boiling acidic pool and dissolved and died Too bad when for they you. slipped. Too bad for you. That yeah, sucks for your I know, family. but I'm saying it's like not just like, oh, well, I can see a bear and run away. Like, there are other dangers right. there that you're unaware of. It's on top of a super volcano. Or every now and then when you see a video of somebody, like, jumping over a barrier at a zoo and mm. scaring the animals and they get attacked. Sorry. <laughs> you earned that badge. You earned that. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, Doja Cat's brother may have a restraining order against him after their mom claimed he knocked out Doja's teeth. Was it granted? Kind of. It's on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. You're on the Burt Show. We're lucky enough to be on in a whole bunch of cities around the country, right? So every now and then I will get ratings sent to us and the cities that we're really doing well in, it makes us very excited. Yeah. So uh, I really want to thank all you guys that are listening in Charleston. You guys were one of our first affiliates on on SSX, on uh, 95SX. And our ratings are just amazing there. So thank you for embracing us all these years. And we love you, Johnny O. Love you, Johnny L. And uh, we got a newbie, Des Moines, that seems to be understanding what we're doing now. You're finally listening correctly. Because <laughs> we, we've been doing radio awesome, but some of you guys haven't caught on yet. Gotcha. And it looks like we're taking off in Des Moines, uh, at least for the last couple of months also. So for our newbies, thank you for listening to The Bird Show also. Nice. All right. So I think we got to explain what the line in the sand day is here in just one second because Rose feels like her boyfriend has given her, given her a line in the sand date. If you know what that is, then it's really not a line in the sand date. It becomes an ultimatum. It's 100% an ultimatum. Yeah. Hey, Rose, good morning. Good morning. All right, we might have some confusion here on exactly what a line in the sand date is. So tell me what's going on with your uh, boyfriend. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I've heard about having a line in the sand date, but we're women. Okay. So basically women have a date in mind. They need to be proposed to before they walk away. So like not to waste years yeah. with a guy. It was like no intention of settling down with you. Right. Yeah, that's been Bart's thing for years. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I've never needed that because I'm not actually ready to settle down. I'm only 27 and I want to enjoy my twenties and you know, like I'll think about marriage and kids, like house, et cetera, when I'm in my 30s. So what I wasn't expecting is that my boyfriend would tell me that, that he basically has what you, what you would call a line in the sand date. And, and like he knows I'm not ready for marriage and we've been together three years, but really only serious for about two but he's already 30 and he wants to get married. And so I've told him that I, I want to wait until I'm at least 30 to even think about it. And he told me that he isn't willing to wait three years and that he would give me another year. And if I'm not ready, then he wants to end things. Um, and I just don't know if I'm going to feel differently in a year. Like maybe I will, or maybe I won't, or Maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll change his mind. And and I really don't want to walk away. But I guess I'm wondering if it would be better to do it now. Or should I hang on and hope one of us has a change of heart in a year? Uh, I think you're you're both right. And you're both valid in your thoughts and your feelings. And what you want out of a relationship in this current relationship um, 
is is this new information? Like, was this? Did mm-hmm. you? Okay, I would give yourself some time to process this. Even like I'm, when I say time, I don't mean like a day or two. I mean like a couple of months, right? And then mm. after that, um, I mean, if if you are steadfast that you have no desire to get married or start a family or do any of those what people consider adulting things until you're thirty, then I think honestly, Rose, it's only fair to him to walk away because he's well within his right to want those things and want them now. Like if we revolt, you know, reverse the sexes, we'd be like, yes, girl, queen, know your worth. And <laughs> King knows what he wants. And he's, and the fact that he's communicating it with you. Um, yeah. And so I think you give yourself a couple months to process this information and then go from there. Rose, what is it about marriage that scares you? Is it the commitment? Is it the thought that, well, if I get married, then we have to have kids right after? Like, what is it about this actual commitment that is really making you hesitant? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just never, ever even thought I would be considering it already. And maybe what scares me is, like, once you make that commitment, and he's kind of saying this, like he wants to have a family, right? It's like uh, the whole, the rest of your life just topples, you know, it's like, here we go mm-hmm. and on the rest of your life, go, you know? Yeah, I understand the reluctance, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at your friends and look at family, when you're looking at statistics, if they're 50%, I don't know if it's less than that now, but... When you look at friends and family, divorce is a serious thing, okay? So when you're around a bunch of couples that aren't doing so well, you should be scared of marriage. It is a, uh-huh. it's supposed to be allegedly, a lifelong commitment. So you should be and take it very, very seriously, you know? But if you're not ready, you can't jump into it. And by the way, this is not a line in the sand, eh? This is a year-long ticking time bomb. This is a... This is an ultimatum. It is. Marry me in a year or I'm out of here. A line in the sand date is one you have in your head he doesn't know about or she doesn't know about. And just to satisfy your own need, you bail if they don't meet that date. Hot take. I don't think they're right together. I don't think it's meant to be. I think if you are in the right relationship and you know it's an end game, that one thing, first of all, the marriage thing, you would be able to push that on his part. And I understand knowing your worth and setting boundaries of what you want, but you wouldn't be sort of forcing your partner's hand into something. But if you were the other partner who got told, like, I want to be married in a year, I want to propose in a year, you, even if you weren't fully ready for marriage and the family and stuff, you'd still be excited about spending time, the rest of your life with your partner. And then you could have conversations about like maybe delaying the family piece down the line. So I think the fact that she is not excited about mm-hmm. um, being together with him, it just it's your gut deep down telling you. That's not right. Well, let's talk about that for just one second here. Okay, what is your gut saying? Because I have really learned this lesson, is that your gut does not lie. Your head will lie, but your gut does not. So is Cassie on here that, look, there's just something with dude and you that you feel in your gut, that little voice in the back of your head that you're trying to ignore? Do you really know? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. You need to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he can be yeah. great on paper. And we've said that before. And I have ex-boyfriends who are amazing on paper. But it wasn't the right fit for me. And I tried to force it. And I'm so glad that didn't happen. Because I eventually found the person who was the right fit. Hey, Rose, let's do this. All right. Don't mention this to your boyfriend at all this weekend. 
We would like to talk to you again on Monday morning. We want you to sincerely have a conversation with your gut, all right? And ask yourself, <laughs> is this a relationship that I'm sticking out or do I know in my heart and my gut is telling me this is not going to be forever? And then come on back on Monday and let's talk about it, all right? Okay, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Talk to you Monday. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. You guys know the name Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know Bill. Who is Bill? He's a coach for the Patriots. He uh, was the coach for right. the Patriots. Uh, he was, yes, because he retired, right? He No, oh. he didn't retire. Uh, the Patriots got, well, they said he retired, but he's interviewing for positions okay. around the country yeah. right now for head coaching positions. It must be a thing with the <laughs> Patriots. Like, you say you're going to retire, and then you end up at a team in the South. So this guy is generally known as the greatest NFL head coach of all time. Now, he did have Tom Brady by his side, mm-hmm. but he's won a ton of Super Bowls. He is sort of the GOAT in the NFL when it comes to head coaching. And so, he wears these really sweet sweatshirts that have the cutoff arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Anyway, so his track record is absolutely incredible. He was with the Patriots, I don't know, 24 years, 27 years, something crazy. But he hadn't been doing so great the last couple of years, so the Patriots, you know, they cut him loose. Dang, if the Falcons haven't interviewed this guy twice here in Atlanta. Oh, I heard about the first time yeah, on it, the yacht, right? I don't know about a yacht. Um, was it a yacht? Yeah. There was a yacht. He was spotted uh, boarding Arthur Blank's yacht in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And I just want to say, that's how big of a name he is, that I know who he is, right? and I knew he was on a yacht. Right. So and I know nothing about football. This potentially is really big news for the Falcons and could be for the city of Atlanta also. If a guy like Bill Belichick comes to the Falcons, it'd be a huge deal. They're reporting he's got another interview over the weekend with them? Um, well, I think the way that the NFL is set up, now they have something called the Rooney Rule, right? Because so many white dudes, um, middle-aged and old white guys, yeah. were getting hired to be head coaches, that there's a Rooney Rule now where you absolutely must interview two minorities. But if Bill Belichick wants to come here, <laughs> they will take the two interviews, even though those dudes probably aren't getting the job just to get to Bill Belichick. But it's now a rule in the NFL. He's going to be expensive, though, right, as a head coach? Well, I think Arthur Blank can afford it. Yeah. I think he's good. Um, I think he's good. Is he? You think he's good for it? <laughs> I think he's all right. So let, let's talk sports, even though we don't know the sports. Okay. Um, now, Belichick, yes, he, he what? He, he's the GOAT, had wins back in the day. He's how old now? 72, I think. Okay. And the Patriots, they've been a little meh. Yeah, since Tom Brady left, they yeah. haven't done nearly as good. Okay, so why do we want him? Because he's Bill Belichick. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's just a, he just changes the, I don't even know if it's about winning. I, you hope he comes with a whole bunch of wins. It just completely legitimizes the franchise. Okay. And because he has such an amazing track record, you can say like, okay, let's give him a shot, even though he hasn't been great the last couple of years. Dang, it's Bill Belichick. So. How much of a shot are we willing to give him? Like how many years do you think he'd get? 114. <laughs> Sign him for 114 years. Into oh. his immortality. <laughs> Got it. So we'll probably know by Monday or Tuesday if this dude is going to be the head coach of the Falcons. Very exciting for the city. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, you think this is the worst baby name of all time. The worst baby name of all time. Now, I will say there are some words that I do think could be credited as great baby names if they didn't mean what they meant. I do think this might be the exception to that rule. So I saw this posted on the Shade Room, and it's this woman saying, that she decided to name her daughter what I think might possibly be the worst baby name of all time. I named my daughter Chlamydia because I contracted the disease from her father. 
Chlamydia was always on my list of baby names. I've just loved that name. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And I went back and forth because I'm like, it is a sexually transmitted disease and she might get made fun of for it. But then when I contracted chlamydia from her father, I was like, this is confirmation that God wants me to name this my child chlamydia. One thing I didn't think too much about when my daughter was born was that she is not going to be a baby forever. She's going to grow up and have to interact with people in the outside world. And people are really mean and they've been making fun of her for being named Chlamydia. Now, she's only four years old and she started preschool this past year, um, but she's having a really hard time at school because somehow these kids know that chlamydia is an STD. I don't know how they know who's talking to their four-year-old about this topic, but they pick on her and she's come home and she's asked me if she can change her name. I don't really want her to change her name because one, she's four years old. So really, does she really know if she wants to change her name? And two, chlamydia is an absolutely beautiful name. And I don't understand why we wasted that name on an STD. Why couldn't we have named chlamydia something like Lakeland or, you know, some <laughs> name like that? Like, I just don't get it. That was from Surely. at Sutton Stared on TikTok. Surely this is a joke. I mean, I think so. I it think is. it looks like it's a comedian. Yeah, she's a comedian. I think this is satire. However, I was intrigued to know, and I, I, I Googled, did anyone name their kid Chlamydia? And I found an article from April 29th of 2013. And it says, my girlfriend works in a pediatric unit and sees a lot of strange baby names. Like Green Tina, for starters. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Great, like Green Tina for starters, and even a pair of twins named Lemon Jello and Orange Jello. But the strangest by <laughs> far was a couple who wanted to name their newborn daughter Chlamydia. No. So it's true? So, well, yeah, from this article from 2013, yes, that, that according to this pediatric nurse, there was a couple who wanted to name their daughter Chlamydia. Don't know if they got talked out of it or not, but yes. It makes more and more sense why there are certain countries that have to approve your baby's name. There are band names, and some countries only let you choose from a specific like list of names to name your country. But my dad had told me a story of um, a baby that he had seen at some point. The last name was Janus, like Janus, and they named their kid Hugh. Hugh Janus? Seriously, because I asked him uh, later, I was like, you're joking about that, right? And he's like, no, not that way. I think that there should be a representative from Child Protective Services at every hospital. <laughs> and when that name is suggested, they just go, if, that, if you're serious about naming your child that, then I can't even imagine what the rest of their life, the decisions you're going to make, we're taking your child right now. Would <laughs> you want to be lemon jello or orange jello? Orange. I don't want to be any jello. Orange. Okay. <laughs> I want to be lemon jello because it pairs well with so many things. I just want to be like, aren't you glad you met me? <laughs> the Burt Show.